I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World. This week, India hosted the Dalai Lama at a meeting of Buddhist leaders. That's despite the fact that China tried to pressure India to keep the Tibetan spiritual leader from addressing the meeting. China has long tried to isolate the Dalai Lama, and it's been cracking down on ethnic Tibetan areas within China's borders. Yet, ironically, more and more Chinese are embracing Tibetan Buddhism. The world's Mary Kay Magstead explores why. Wu Taishan has long been a sacred site for Buddhists. They hike mountain paths and visit ancient temples. On one mountain path, a couple of middle-aged guys hang a rainbow of prayer flags between two trees and watch as they flutter in the breeze. One declines to be interviewed. He's a government official and wants to keep his Buddhist practice private. The other, Zhang Jianquan, is downright chatty. Zhang says he used to sell pharmaceuticals in Shandong province. He took a few drugs, too, he admits, illegal ones, and smoked, drank, gambled, and chased women. By the time he was 30, he says, he was rich, but he was also fat, unhealthy, and unhappy. He says, I wanted to be free, but I realized that freedom comes through wisdom, and Buddhism can help you attain wisdom. So he began to study Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism. He spent six years in Tibet. By the time he came back, he says, he was a better person, kinder, calmer, and nicer to his parents. Like many Chinese, including many who visit Utaishan, he believes Tibetan Buddhism is a purer form than the variety that was eventually co-opted under 60 years of Communist Party rule. In Tibet itself, thousands of Buddhist temples were destroyed and hundreds of thousands of Tibetans killed. The party long considered Buddhism and other religions superstitious nonsense and has only recently eased up. We were taught that there is no such thing as God, and uh, we were sort of born to be atheist. Uh, so it was a very sad thing that we lost our freedom of choice. That's Lean Gu, a former journalist. But I guess that anxiety to seek the ultimate answer to life is always there for me. Is always there. So that's why I keep on searching. Lin Gu is in his late 30s. He's part of the generation that grew up with China's economic boom and the notion that to get rich is glorious. As a journalist, he's seen where that's led. In a society when we can easily get angry, frustrated, and depressed, we do need such thing as Buddhism to find our inner harmony, to regain our balance, to make us feel better equipped to cope with such an increasingly changing world. By some estimates, at least one in four Chinese actively practices Buddhism, and the upwardly mobile and creative classes have increasingly embraced Tibetan Buddhism. But not all who come in search of meaning know what the essence of Buddhism is. At one Wutaishan temple, a young businesswoman from Shanghai, Chu Hui, lights long incense sticks. She holds them to her forehead and bows deeply toward the temple. She says she came once before to make a wish and had to come back because the wish came true. If you make a wish, then it becomes reality, so you'd better come here again. How to say it? Return? Return it? To thank the Bodhisattva. And what happens if you don't? Uh, there will be some disaster, maybe. Now that's superstition rather than Buddhism. Chu Hui says she's not actually Buddhist, just interested. One of the senior monks, Shiryan Ping, says Chu Hui is like many visitors here. 
People are trying to find a way to connect their heart to Buddhism. But personally, I believe people don't have the correct perception about Buddhism. They think burning incense and falling on their knees is the way to believe. Shi Yanping puts on a tea kettle and tells me how he came here to Utaishan almost 20 years ago as a young man. He's happy to talk about his life and about Buddhist precepts, but when I ask how he, as a practitioner of Tibetan Buddhism, feels about the restrictions the Communist Party has placed on its practice, he says he doesn't know what I'm talking about. Buddhism doesn't face any restriction in China. I think a few people take advantage of the freedom of religion to make mistakes or wrongdoing. Do you think it's, it's wrongdoing for Tibetan Buddhists to display a photo of the Dalai Lama? No, it's not, he says. I tell him Tibetans are regularly arrested for it. This is the first I've heard of it, he says, with a polite smile. Today is the first time to hear this. Most Tibetans in China couldn't say the same. Ever since a 2008 uprising in ethnic Tibetan parts of western China, the Chinese government has been cracking down hard. It has tried to get monks to renounce the Dalai Lama and has arrested Tibetans who have photos of him. The government has even passed legislation banning Tibetan spiritual leaders from reincarnating without Chinese government permission. Earlier this week, the Dalai Lama called what the Chinese government is doing cultural genocide. The situation of Tibet, the Chinese communist propaganda create very rosy picture. But actually, including many Chinese from mainland China who visit Tibet, they all had the impression things are terrible. This year, at least 11 Tibetans have set themselves on fire in protest. The Chinese government has called this terrorism in disguise. It's convinced that Tibetans are scheming to separate from China and that the Dalai Lama is leading the charge. The Dalai Lama has long said this isn't the case. He says while Tibet used to be independent, he's accepted it's now part of China. He just wants more autonomy for Tibetans, which the Chinese government won't give. It has called the Dalai Lama a criminal, a separatist, and a wolf in monks' robes. And yet, growing numbers of Chinese embrace him as a spiritual leader. They just have to tread carefully when talking about him. Rita Dinchen Pujan is a living Buddha, a reincarnated practitioner, back to help others attain enlightenment. I ask if he's been asked to denounce the Dalai Lama. He gives me a level look and sidesteps the question. He says, I'm not particularly interested in politics. No one can ask me to do or not do something in my life. I belong to myself. He pauses, gives me another look, and says, Of course, the Dalai Lama is a spiritual role model for all Tibetan Buddhists, as every Dalai Lama has been throughout history. Chinese lay practitioners of Tibetan Buddhism can be even more careful when talking about the Dalai Lama, but when it comes to talking about the transformative powers of Buddhism, they can be passionate. Former journalist Lin Gu. I hope that Buddhism will bring a revolution to our minds in China, because I do think that now in China, what we need most is love, mercy, forgiveness, and reconciliation. We do need Buddhism to become tolerant, to reach out to others, to say, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, and to say, I forgive you, and I love you. That's his dream anyway, he says, and he's quit journalism to teach at a Buddhist university. 
Still, a little journalistic skepticism remains. He hopes China will move in that direction, but when he looks around at what modern life in China is like now, he still has his doubts. For The World, I'm Mary Kay Magstad, Beijing.